welcome, welcome, welcome to In Our Lane Podcast. I'm your host, Amisha, the one and the only, E-M-M-E-I-S-H-A. You can find me on all social platforms, at Amisha. And you can follow In Our Lane Podcast on Instagram, at underscore In Our Lane. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. We are on episode 49, so that means next week is episode 50 and that is going to be our Christmas episode and I'm super super excited about that because me and my sister we got matching pajamas and all that good stuff so make sure you tune in next week to see me and my sister drink some hot cocoa and look cute in our matching pajamas so let's just hop right into this topic of the day and my thing is in a relationship, or even when I'm just, it's a situationship and it's something that somebody that I care about is somebody that I can see myself being in a relationship with. Um, I know that other women are going to shoot their shot. I know other women are going to let you know that they are interested in you. However, my concern is how are you going to respond and are you going to go for it? I want to be able to trust my men that like regardless of if a woman is throwing herself at him or whether or not um, a woman is, you know, trying to befriend him, trying to get close to him just so that she could be a part of his life for whatever reason. I want to make sure I can be able to trust you in those type of situations because I'm not going to be able to be around you 24-7. And I want to be able to trust that even if a woman does throw herself at you and does try to shoot her shot, you're going to shut it down and let her know that you are in a relationship and that tell her how you feel about me and let her know that her behavior is disrespectful to your relationship and she needs to stop. And I can't be with somebody where you think that's cute and that you are interested in you know, feeding into that, because I just feel like you got me, so why do you have to do all the extraness, and why are you trying so hard to keep this woman around, or like, why are you trying to, you know, justify this person to be, you know, a part of your life, like, I know, like, some situations is a little bit different, difficult to just you know, not speak to somebody, especially if it's like a coworker or like a boss or something like that who is trying to holler at you or whatever. That's a little bit different because they're part of your work life. So you have to, you know, look past it and not completely shut that person out. But you do have to have some type of relationship with this person. And I feel like you can move past it and act like it never happened or whatever. But I feel like they're going to constantly try it. So what are you going to do to, you know, when it does happen, how are you going to respond or are you going to feed into it? And I know like everybody naturally flirts or like their personality may make someone believe that they are flirting with them. And it could be something that's very, very innocent. You're not even trying to really flirt like that, but it definitely happens. So, I don't ever, like, 
I don't ever like want to make my man feel like he can't be himself or make my make my significant other feel like they can't be themselves and they can't, you know, show their personality and all that good stuff. But at some point, if you realize that just you being you around a certain person is a little bit too much for them, then maybe you need to have a conversation with them and let them know that this ain't that and it ain't going to never be that and they just need to let it go. Some people, they're going to hear that and they're going to it right then and there. And then some people, they're going to ignore it and they're going to think that you're just trying to play hard to get and you're trying to play along with the game. And I just feel like we got to be more respectful of people in their relationships because I feel like that's a part of the game too. Like we don't really like to talk about it, but if you know that this person is in a relationship with somebody, why do you? ignore that and feel like oh well they're not married or oh they've only been together for x amount of time so you know it's still a possibility whatever the case may be but I just personally feel like if we respected each other's relationships and we didn't try to put our little two cents in and squeeze our way through the cracks and whenever they're going through a hard time you try to use that as your you know window to try to jump in where you fit in I feel like if we stop doing that then a lot more relationships may be saved a lot you know more relationships may overcome the hard times if we didn't have those people who made it so easy for people to cheat and if people weren't making it so easy for people to you know make mistakes that's just my opinion that's just how I feel about it let me know how y'all feel down below in the comment section um but yeah I feel like trust is very very important in a relationship and if I can't trust you around other women then that's gonna be a problem for me and I feel like I don't ever like I said I don't ever want my man my significant other to feel like he can't be himself, but at a certain point, if you being yourself is making a certain person fall for you, you got to take accountability for that and shut that down real quick before it be a problem with me. So that's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, like some men, they're going to go for it. They're going to use it to their advantage that this person is shooting a shot and trying to get at them and then some people they respect their relationship they want their relationship to work and they're not gonna allow you know this one little thing mess up the whole scheme of things they have a goal they want this relationship to work so it's nothing that nobody can do to try to come in there and mess it up and I need somebody with that type of mindset that's the type of mindset I'm looking for because I feel like on the other end of things, you wouldn't want me, just me being me, you know niggas going to shoot their shot. You know niggas going to try to come at me. You know niggas going to try to talk to me. I'm trying to work on that saying, you know men are going to try to talk to me. You know men are going to try to take me out on dates. They're going to try to do this. They're going to try to do that. But you got to be able to trust me that when I am in those situations and you know, men are approaching me that I'm going to shut it down and I'm not going to go for it. But 
if I was the girl that was going for it and anytime a, a guy offered to do something for me, whether it, if it was, you know, they try to make it just seem like this is just a friendly gesture or whatever. Sometimes some stuff crosses the line and you got to shut it down like in that moment. Because like even for me, when I were, when I used to work, I'm not going to say where because I don't want this person to realize that I'm talking about them. But I used to, at my, one of my previous jobs, this guy that I worked with, he had a crush on me. And at first, I didn't think that he had a crush on me. I just thought that us talking and going to, and getting lunch and stuff like that was like a platonic thing. I just thought since we had to go to lunch, we riding in my car one day or we riding his car one day. Or like if I go grab something, I'd be like, you want something and like that, like you pay for me one time, I pay for you another time. I'm just thinking like this is just our friendship. This is just what we have what we have going on, not thinking nothing of it. But that person really like started to like me for referral and we even started hanging out outside of work and just started chilling, going to grab something to eat and stuff like that. Like little like stuff that just friends do. But in in my head, I was just thinking that it was just a friendship, you know? And I I always, you know, am open to friendships like with males, like platonic friendships with males. So I don't ever want to shut that down. So I thought that that's what was going on. But in his head, he was shooting his shot little by little and thinking that we had something going on. And yeah, that that got shut down real quick once he showed me that he really liked me for for And I was just like, yeah, no, I can't continue to do like the little you know, friendly stuff that we were doing because now you don't take it to the next level and I don't want to hurt your feelings. And it's not like I was in a relationship or anything like that. It's just a simple fact that I knew that I didn't see him like that. So it was no reason for me to keep that situation going on, knowing that I'm not going to do nothing but hurt his feelings because I don't want to, you know, pursue a relationship. So, yeah, like, I know for me, I got to watch things like that. Like, I'm just being me, just being the person that, you know, wants to have a good time and see everybody smile and all that other stuff, not knowing that you may see that as I'm flirting with you and you may see that as, like, I'm falling for you and I'm just trying to be a good person. Like, that just is what it is. So I understand that signs can like things can be misunderstood but once you know you find out that they y'all not on the same page you need to daddy right then and there and that's just how I feel about that so let's talk about it um 18 is not grown I used to wait until my 18th birthday and just pray and pray and pray for my 18th birthday. I prayed and prayed and prayed to graduate from high school, go off to college, and all of that good stuff. But 18 is really not really grown for real, for real. Um, I need society to stop putting that pressure on us that once we are 18 and we graduate from high school that you're adults and that 
you should have everything figured out and ready to enter the real world. And if you choose to go to college, go to college. But if not, I feel like a lot of 18-year-olds, they're not prepared for adulthood. And that just is what it is. Like, I feel like everyone knows once you turn 18, it's like a lot of parents are like, once you turn 18, it's time for you to get up out of my house. It's time for you to start paying bills. It's time for you to da-da-da. But my thing is, if throughout these 18 years that you've been raising this child, you have never talked to them about credit, you never talked to them about saving, you never talked to them about budgeting, you never talked to them about um, the, the importance of you know, putting money to the side for retirement. You never, you don't talk to these kids about, you know, what is it called? Your um, 401k. Like, you don't talk to your kids about none of that, none of the important stuff. You never, you, you don't set your child up so that when they do enter adulthood that, you know, they'll have a little leg up. So they won't be starting from ground zero. And I just feel like a lot of us, we started from ground zero and you just threw us out into the wilderness and then expected us to just pick up where you left off and be able to afford gas and groceries and a roof over our head and be able to put clothes on our back, shoes on our feet. And now in society, you can't just have regular clothes and shoes. You got to put that shit on. So it's like all this pressure to be this super human at the age of 18 is like it's too much I felt so much pressure after you know graduated from high school because everything just started sinking in that I'm I wasn't ready and I think I touched on that before but I just feel like if you have not put the right things in place for an 18-year-old to be able to go out into the world and be successful, you cannot expect that 18-year-old to just wake up one day after being 18 and out of high school to be able to afford all of these things and be able to take care of these bills and car note and all this all this insurance. Like, it's no way possible that somebody can literally start from ground zero today and then you expect them to be able to do all these things by tomorrow. That's unrealistic, and I feel like a lot of parents do that. You raise your child to their 18, but by the time they're 18, you don't have nothing for them to enter to this world, enter to, into this adulthood world where they started from ground zero. They don't have any savings they're literally starting whatever job that they have that money that, that they are making that's it for them they don't have nothing else it's like once that run out that's it and um and I'm not saying that all of the people who were able to you know start with a little leg up end up you know doing great things in life and da 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 because life is hard and Things happen, but what I'm saying is it would be nice if more of us started off adulthood with a little leg up instead of starting at ground zero. And I just feel like you look at your child 
and be like, what are you doing with your life? And why is it taking you so long to get off my insurance or for you to get out my house and all this other stuff? But in reality, it's hard for people to get approved for their own apartments. It's hard for people to get loans for cars. It's hard. Like if you don't have a co-signer, like you, you, you ain't got no credit. So it's just like, or if you do got credit, it's terrible because your mama put something in your name and fucked the shit up before you even had a chance to even do anything with it. And now you got to do all this work to fix with your parents messed up and they ain't had nothing to do with you. But that's just, that's just the reality of the situation for a lot of us. And all I'm saying is I need society to stop saying like, once you're 18, you're grown. No, like that, that child is still a child at 18. I was still a child at 18. My mama was still, you know, helping me here and there. Like, but once I went off to college, reality did set in. And I personally feel like I could have got a little bit more help than I did get. But that's just because I didn't ask for anything. So, and that's just a part of me and the type of person that I am. I'm not really a a axer. Like, I really would rather just figure it out because I'm hard-headed and I like to just make things tougher on myself instead of asking for help and I'm working on that but that's just how I am so I could have took the easy route and every time things got hard called my mom but I thugged it out like people don't realize like it was a couple nights where I was not you know eating full course meals I was eating noodles or sandwiches or you know eating leftover after leftover leftover like it's not I I had no problem with figuring it out and a lot of people they not they not built like that a lot of people they will fumble like they the pressure gets on them and it gets too much and they get lost in the sauce and I just don't want more of our young people getting lost in the sauce because they don't have nobody to call when a rainy day comes. And they made so many financial mistakes that it's hard for them to climb up out of there. Like, I just want us to be more realistic and set us up for success. I feel like in the past, our school system, especially, I can only speak for public school system because that's all I've experienced, but I just feel like they do not set us up for success. And um, I'm just going to leave that at that and move on, but that's just how I feel. We got to stop making these kids think that once they turn 18, that means that they grown. And they ain't even really seen what grown is. I'm 24 now. And I feel like I just recently, like, really entered into my grown stage for referrals. So, but that's different for everybody. Like, everybody's story is not the same. Everybody's journey is not the same. So, I'm not saying that an 18-year-old can't be able to do all these things. I'm just saying, like, overall, a majority of us at 18, we're not ready for adulthood. And that just is what it is. And I want us to stop 
doing it. Like, just stop pressuring kids to feel like they have to grow up so fast at 18 and they don't have it all figured out. And it's okay. You got time to figure it out. That's that's just all I'm saying. You got time. You got time. Places to go, things to do. Y'all go check out Republic. That's a nice little spot. Get you some drinks, hookah, vibe with your friends, and have a good night. It's lit in there. Period. Okay, so Amisha's playlist. Y'all know I love my R&B music. So, So Anxious by Genuine is my song for today. Everybody know that song. Don't even have to go through the lyrics because you know. So Anxious, Genuine is the shit. Put that shit on tonight or whatever time of the day it is that you're watching this and just vibe out. And one thing I wanted to say about Apple Music that I love, and this is why I will continue to pay for Apple Music, is like if I put on one song, it'll curate um, like this playlist based upon like all of the songs that I'm usually listening to and the songs that I search for and the songs that I play, they, they start recommending new music to me. And I love that because I've been finding so many artists that I'm starting to love that I had no clue about. And that's why I love Apple Music because my Amisha station on there, if you go to the bottom and it says listen now, and it'll create a station for you. My station be lit. That's all I got to say. But all right. So ask Misha, what do you do other than the podcast so when I received this question I thought it was so funny because that's crazy like y'all what do y'all I just want to know let me let me know what do I look like I do outside of this podcast what can you see me doing outside of this podcast okay so now if you left your comment let me know what you think what I do in my spare time now I'm gonna tell you so, um, I have a corporate job. I'm not going to tell you the name of the company, but I do work for a media company that is based in L.A. Um, we have offices, you know, all over the world. Um, and this is my first technically media job after graduation, and when I graduated, I was applying, I was applying, I was applying, praying, 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 praying that I would find a company that I can enter to and work my way up in the production department. However, I'm not in the de- the production department yet. I'm still working on it. But um, I am a part of, you know, a department that's very, very important where my responsibility is to get legal documents signed and I process them in our system and stuff like that. So I work with, you know, that good stuff. And um, I also have another side gig that I do. Um, I work with Amazon. If you heard of Amazon Flex, that's what I do on the side. So that's another little side hustle that I have to make me some coin and I do the podcast, of course. So those are the things that I do outside of the podcast. Um, and other than that, I just, you know, 
be a bad bitch, period. <laughs> so I just thought it was funny because that is something that like a lot of people might not realize is that just because I have a podcast and just because I, I'm on YouTube and all this other stuff doesn't mean that I don't have, you know, a normal life outside of this. This is not the only thing that I do. This podcast does not make me any money as of yet. So until the podcast is really a full stream of income, then I'll probably let go of my little side hustle doing Amazon. And then once I start really like seeing the money flowing in for real, for real, for real, and I can support myself without working for another company in corporate world, then I'll make that jump. But for right now, I'm holding on to this corporate job that I have to dear life. I'm really looking for a new job um, in the media industry where I'm actually working on the production side of things. And being behind the camera, being on set, and all that good stuff. So that's what I'm working on right now. Um, and also, I have other little projects that I do, like I'm writing for something that I'm not gonna say on the actual podcast. I talked about it on Patreon. So if you're not, if you're not a patron, head over to Patreon.com and subscribe to the podcast and um you can hear me talk more about this project that I have coming up um that I'm super excited about but it's gonna take me a little time because I just want everything to look a certain type of way and I'm not releasing it to the public until it is finished and it's ready for distribution so that's just that and yeah, like I I work a regular nine to five when I'm not doing a podcast. And that just did. Um, but yeah, it really tickled me. I just thought that was so funny because I wasn't expecting that. But let's end on out of here. Let's get on out of here and end on a good note. Stay in your lane and don't overshare. The reason why I wanted to let you guys marinate on that and think about that is because I feel like sometimes we be ex- so ex- we are so excited about our dreams and about our goals and everything and you tell somebody and their response may not be what you may have wanted in that moment and they may not be doing well in their personal life and they might not be accomplishing their goals and so they may end up projecting their insecurities onto you and they may say something that may put a little fear or doubt in your mind about what it is that you want to do for your life and what it is that you want for yourself but We got to stop telling everybody our goals and we got to stop telling everybody what we want out of life because they might not be able to see it for themselves. And so they're going to they are going to project that on you and try to bring you down and tell you that you can't do something. And that's not necessarily the case. And 
also another thing about oversharing is that they may take what you told them and run with it. And then now they're doing exactly what you said that you was going to do before you got a chance to even do it. And that's another reason why I feel like you shouldn't overshare too much with certain people because they can't be trusted. And that's just the facts. Like some people, they just cannot be trusted with your plans and your ideas and things like that because they will take it and run with it and put it out before you even had the opportunity to really get your foot in the door for real. So be careful who you share your dreams and your hopes with because they may try to rob you of your joy. They may try to steer you away from your dream. And I don't want that to happen. I want you guys to, you know, accomplish your goals and be the best version of yourself that you could possibly be. So just be mindful of who you share. And it don't even have to be just like your goals or anything. It just be just personal things that you've been through in your life. Like oversharing to the wrong person, they can eventually use that against you one day. And you don't ever want that to happen. So that's just something that I had to learn the hard way um, that I can't just be telling people my business because they might be my friend today, but tomorrow they might not be here. So um, just be mindful of the things that you tell people. Like I, I definitely, you know, was hard on myself recently because I was so open to somebody that's no longer my friend. And now I'm just like, this person knows like some things about me that I never told nobody. Or even if I have told somebody, it's somebody else that I can really trust. And now I don't really trust this person anymore. It's like, I hope they don't remember what we talked about. I hope they don't try to, you know, use that against me one day. But, you know, it is what it is. And it ain't what it ain't. All right, y'all. So I'm out. Thank you again for tuning in to the In Our Lane podcast. I am your host, Anisha. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.